CBS presents this program in color. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the 60s Reboot Podcast, a proud member of the Electronic Media Collective. Visit the collective at electronicmediacollective.com. The 60s Reboot Podcast is produced by me, Maddie D. And you can find the show at 60sreboot.blogspot.com. That's 60sreboot.blogspot.com. You can also subscribe to our show at iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play or just subscribe to us on the RSS feed. You can also follow me on Twitter at 60sReboot2. That's at 60sReboot2. Or you can email the show at 60sReboot at gmail.com. 60sReboot at gmail.com. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, let's get the show started. With me today is... Well, just myself. No guest host today, so you get stuck to hearing my ramblings. All right, well, let's dive right into the series. Today is Hogan's Heroes. Hogan's Heroes aired from 1965 to 1971. It was an American sitcom set in a German prisoner POW camp during World War II. The show ran for 168 episodes. Hogan's Heroes was a comedy centered around the U.S. Armed Forces Colonel Robert Hogan and his staff experts who are prisoners of war in a fictional Stalag 13. The group secretly used the camp to conduct Allied espionage and sabotage and to help Allied POWs who had escaped from other prison camps via a secret network of tunnels that operated under the ineptitude of Commandant Colonel Klink and his main sergeant, Schultz. I know nutsing, I know nutsing. The prisoners cooperate with resistance groups collectively called the Underground, defectors, spies, counterspies, and disloyal officers to accomplish this. The show had several characters and situations similar to the film The Great Escape, as well as the film Stalag 17. It should be noted that there was a legal battle for infringement with the creators of Stalag 17 and Bean, Bean Crosby Productions, the studio that made Hogan's Heroes. After arbitration, it was determined that both productions were far too different in their dramatic tones to constitute infringement. Now that we have a little history of the show, let's take a look at our cast. Colonel Hogan, played by Bob Crane. Modeling, Schultz. We're going to take out that wall and put in a picture window. That'll give us a sweeping vista to the delousing station. <laughs> then we're going to replace this stuff with some Danish modern. Well, what would you think of provincial? <laughs> Please, Colonel Hogan. Schultz, how else do we get the tank in? <laughs> so we can take it apart. The senior raking POW officer, he's the leader of, of our group. He was wily and the main protagonist that helped the Allied forces behind enemy lines. He is a ladies' man, engaging in different relationships with Klink's secretaries, Helga and Hilda, and most of the civilian women he comes into contact with. 
Now, who would I pick to take in the shoes that Bob Crane did for Colonel Hogan? Well, I can only think of one man who has the same smile, the same hairline, and I would say the same ability to play off like a con man and a wily uh, protagonist. And the guy that I'm thinking of is John Barrowman. Now, listeners, you might be familiar with John Barrowman from the TV show Arrow as he plays the character of Malcolm Merlin. But he was also Captain Jack Harkness on Doctor Who. Now, originally Captain Jack in, in Doctor Who was a bit of a con man. Actually, he was a con man. So I think John Barrowman can definitely handle what, what Colonel Hogan was able to do for the TV series of Hogan's Heroes. All right, now that we have Colonel Hogan, let's take a look at his counterpart over on the Nazi side with Colonel Klink, played by Werner Klimperer. From time to time, as Commandant of Starlock 13, out of my own free will, I bring you news of the war of which you are no longer a part. Things continue to go well for the all-victorious Third Reich. Yes, I know you would wish it otherwise, but it is necessary for you to look at the facts. So, Wilhelm Klink is an old-line Luftwaffe officer of aristocratic Persian descent. He is shown shown to be inept, a bit dim-witted, cowardly, arrogantly confident, childish, and often clueless and rather gullible. He is a veteran aviator of the First World War and can be seen wearing an Iron Cross first class along with a 1939 class for the Second War, Spain. Okay, so I got all that from Wikipedia. Um, Basically, he was in charge of the camp and Colonel Hogan more or less kept pulling things over on him in order to get what uh, Colonel Hogan and his men need for the Allied forces. Now, Werner Klimper had a particular look. Um, he was a bald man, always wore a monocle in his right eye, you know, and uh, carried around a riding crop. And he kind of came off with that look like he would, uh, you know, throw you in the hole. But uh, he was pretty much a pretty funny guy and kind of, like I said, portrayed inept. So for my pick, I wanted to go with somebody who can definitely make the stern look. But I have a feeling he has the ability to do a little bit of that ineptitude and that kind of humorous thing. And the guy that I picked is uh, Stephen Delane. Delaney? Delaney? Played in Game of Thrones. He was actually Stannis Baratheon. Uh, Now, Stephen definitely has that stern look if you've ever watched Game of Thrones within like the first, second, third, and fourth seasons where we see Stannis Baratheon. Um, you know, Stannis is definitely a hard man, so I could definitely see S- Stephen portraying Colonel Clink as a, a hard man, but still have some of that, you know, funny ineptitude that he could uh, portray out of the Colonel Clink character. All right, so that takes care of. Colonel Clink. Now, off to Colonel Clink's second in command, Sergeant Schultz, played by John Banner. Oh, no. I don't see anything. I hear nothing. Sergeant! 
Was ist der Name? Schulz! I have uncovered a plot to... And that is why you hear nothing and you see nothing. Herr Leutnant, this is a speech problem. I sometimes speak. I say things I do not know what I say. Hans Schultz is Klink's inept, clumsy, incompetent, yet affable sergeant of the guard. Hogan is always getting one over on Schultz. Uh, one of my favorite lines in the series as I was watching it was, of course, Hogan's Schultzy. It seemed like Hogan was definitely trying to befriend the sergeant of arms. Now, who would I pick that could handle the rotund and uh, kind of inept, clumsy look to Sergeant Schultz? And I went with Brian Baumgartner. Well, you might recognize him as Kevin from The Office. Brian Baumgartner is a uh, rather interesting-looking fellow. He definitely could handle the hairline for uh, Schultz, as well as the girth, the height. I think he's got the, the, the look of Sergeant Schultz. I just hope he can do a German accent. All right, now that we've covered Sergeant Schultz, let's go back to our uh, our uh, Ally Forces cast and take a look at Staff Sergeant James Kinchel, played by Ivan Dixon. Roll call, Colonel. Roll call, Colonel. Kinchel was the communications and engineer of the group. He was second in command of the group, even though Sergeant Carter outranked him, which was a large step for the Afri for an African-American in the 1960s t TV show. Looking at Sergeant James Kinchlow, I would definitely have to go with that actor from um, everyone's favorite TV series, The Walking Dead, Lenny James. He definitely brings a certain, I want to say gravitas? I don't think that's the word, a certain style, look, uh, feel to the characters that he plays. He can definitely play, I feel he can definitely play Clinchow as a communication and engineer of the group. He definitely has the ability to convey leading qualities much better than my way to talk right now. Tech Sergeant Andrew Carter, played by Larry Hovis. Colonel, something's wrong outside. The search is still going on. They didn't find anybody? No, sir. Not Tiger, not LeBeau, not anybody. Carter was in charge of the ordnance and bomb making. He has a passion for making and producing formulas, chemicals, and explosive devices when needed. While bright and enthusiastic at his specialties, he is often clumsy and forgetful. Unlike the rest of the men, Carter is not much of a ladies' man and is shown to be shy of women. Carter is the senior non-commissioned officer, though he is never shown to exercise any real authority over the pr other prisoners. Furthermore, Corporal Newkirk and LeBeau often joke with, about his na naivety, though Hogan's men have respect and ad admire him. Now, Sergeant Carter, like the description says, he was a bit clumsy and forgetful, and yet he, he knew what he was doing. So I was trying to think of a good actor who could fill that role as both being 
smart, but yet clumsy and forgetful. And the one guy that came to mind right away was the gentleman Tony Hale. Now, some of you might know him as that guy from Veep, but I mainly know him as Buster Bluth from Arrested Development. I think that his ability to be as inept and goofy with Buster kind of also does well with showing a guy who knows what he's talking about. So I would say for Sergeant Carter, yeah, Tony Hale. Next up is Corporal Louis Lebeau, played by Robert Clary. Lebeau, what are you doing here? Sorry, Colonel. Sorry, what happened? Didn't you meet Tiger? Yes, sir, I did. Yeah, what went wrong? Well, it just wouldn't work out. Are you out of your mind? You know the orders. We don't use the outside entrance and this tunnel except in an emergency. Krauts find out what we've got underground and we've blown the whole ball game. I thought it was an emergency. You thought it was an emergency. And where's Tiger, right behind you? Waiting permission to come up, sir. Tiger, come up here. Now, interesting note, Robert Clary, as of this recording, is the only surviving actor for Hogan's Heroes. And on top of that, he was actually he had actually escaped a concentration camp when he was younger during World War II, and then came to Hollywood and became an actor. He even still has the tattoo of being in the concentration camp. So Let's describe a little more about Rob, er, about Louis Lebeau. The free French Air Force Corporal Louis Lebeau is the Master Chief and occasionally a tailor. He is also one of the first POWs at Stalag 13. He is passionate about his cooking and his patriotism for France. Lebeau makes uniforms for the prisoners smuggled through their camps and helps with disguising Hogan's men in Nazi apparel. Now, for Louis Lebeau, I decided to go off-model, you would say. Make it a little more of a diverse cast. So I was trying to think of somebody who could also be funny and probably get away with a nice French accent. And the guy that I thought of was actually Noel Clark. Our audience might be familiar with Noel Clark from his stint on Doctor Who as playing Mickey. Or was it Ricky? Mickey, Mickey, Mickey. Yep, Noel Clark. Not much more I can say about him. Um, he was in Into Darkness, the Star Trek movie with um, the new crew from the Kepler uh, universe. And uh, he's a bit of a comedian. He's a good British actor. But I definitely think he could be the Louis Lebeau. All right, so next up is Corporal Peter Newkirk, played by... The family feud guy himself, Richard Dawson. What's the matter, Newkirk? The matter is, Colonel, that a gentleman's tailor is a gentleman's tailor, and what we've got here is no gentleman. <laughs> <coughs> uh, begging your pardon, Tiger. But of course. Do the best you can. We've got to get her out of here tonight looking like a German Royal civilian. Air Force Corporal Peter Newkirk is the group's con man, magician, pickpocket, card sharp, Forager, bookie, tailor, lockpicker, and safecracker. As a skilled tailor, Newkirk is in charge of making or altering, altering uniforms, much like Louis Lebeau. He takes care of the civilian clothes and other disguises needed for missions or for prisoners to move out of Germany. 
He also uses his skills as a pickpocket, lockpick, and safecracker on many occasions, particularly to open Clink's office safe. As a card sharp, Newkirk gambles with Schultz to learn about top-secret information and is often teamed with Carter in operations. For everyone who was born before 1992, you might remember Richard Dawson in that wonderful game show, Family Feud. Now, Richard Dawson has a certain look, a certain style, a certain swagger, and he's kind of funny. He's pretty funny. Uh, I don't know. I, I like him. I think he's funny. So I think the guy that would best fit Peter Newkirk and what Richard Dawson threw down would be the uh, British comedian Ricky Gervais. Yep, Ricky Gervais. There's not much I can more I can say about Ricky Gervais. If you've seen The Office, K version, if you've seen his TV series, Extras, numerous other shows, he's got his own stand-up stuff, I think he could be Peter Newkirk. So I pretty much got a uh, British-heavy cast here, but you know what? You can't make a good World War II film without some British actors or a World War II TV show without some British actors. Okay, so that pretty much rounds out the heroes of Hogan's Heroes. But there's two characters that I want to cover, but I'm actually going to just cover the one right now, and that would be uh, Helga and Hilda. They were uh, Colonel Klink's secretaries at different times in, in the TV series. So right now I'm just going to cover Helga. Helga served as Colonel Klink's secretary. She was portrayed as neutral in that she assisted Hogan and his men when not working for Klink and had flirtatious personal relationships with Colonel Hogan. Helga's character was later replaced by Hilda, but we're only recasting Helga's character today. Both Helga and Hilda assist Hogan by providing information or access to official papers and equipment. In the pilot episode, Helga works as a manicurist in the prisoner's underground barbershop, but this is only one scene that shows her cooperation as that extensive. All right. So my cast for Fräulein Helga, who was originally played by Cynthia Lynn, um, I chose Ilsa Fisher from Arrested Development, as well as she was in that movie Wedding Crashers. But considering we're looking at more television stuff, I'm going to go with because she was in Arrested Development. She's a very humorous actress, considering the type of role that the secretary played in, in Hogan's Hero, I think Ilsa Fisher could probably steal the show with it. Yeah, there might not have been a lot of lines back in the 60s with her, but I think by retooling the series, retooling the, some of the dialogue, she could have more of a pr pronounced um, humorous uh, role in the series. So, But yeah, Ilsa Fisher for Fräulein Helga. All right, well, now that I've picked my cast, let's go ahead and take a look at an episode and see what we can do to try to bring it up to modern-day um, audiences. Now, since the series was specifically set in the 40s, we really can't modernize a whole lot of the technology and some of the language. Because we really can't, you know, throw in modern-day terms into 
1940s setting settings. We're not going to see, you know, Colonel Hogan walking around going, hey, hashtag Nazis, destroy them all. Hashtag Axis, beat them up. No. Uh, so we could always try to snazz up a little bit of, of the storyline, maybe make a few more jokes, poke fun at some more of the, uh, the German failings or, you know, general jokes aside, there's really not a whole lot we can do to snazz up the 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 way the show looks. But as a look for an episode, I actually went back to episode two called Hold That Tiger. And I looked it over and I kind of took a look at the synopsis and I said, okay, well, let's just take this and kind of tweak it a little bit. So Hold That Tiger was about um, the Allies learning that the German forces has developed a new tiger tank. After he steals the tank. Oh? From the Panzer Division. Oh! He brings it here into the barracks. Oh, I see nothing. I was not here. I did not even get up this morning. <laughs> so, for uh, my modern twist, it would be just to tweak the, um, tweak the storyline a little bit. And I would say, after botching the job to steal the plans for the tiger tank, Sergeant Carter and Newkirk actually steal a tank and hide it in the Stalag right under Klink's nose. Hogan has the men dismantle the tank and draw up plans to send them to the resistance. Now, where did that come from? <laughs> I see nothing. And of course, we could probably have, you know, Sergeant Carter and botch the job of stealing the plans because he, I don't know, left it in a latrine somewhere or maybe Newkirk screwed up by, you know, flirting with some some uh, German officer's wife or something. Yeah, yeah, that sounds all right. Anything happening? <laughs> Nothing, Schultz. Just the dull, deadly routine of prison life. <laughs> okay, so let's recap. For Colonel Hogan, we have John Barrowman. For Colonel Klink... Stephen Delaney, 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 yeah. Uh, Sergeant Schultz is Brian Baumgarter, the great Kevin. Staff Sergeant James Kinchel, Lenny James. Sergeant Carter, not the Sergeant Carter from Gomer Pyle, Tony Hale. Corporal Louis LeBeau, Noel Clark. And Corporal Newkirk, Ricky Gervais. And finally, Fräulein Helga, Ilsa Fischer. All right. Well, this has been my coverage of Hogan's Heroes. And thank you for listening to the 60s Reboot Podcast. Please check out our podcast at 60srebootblogspot.com or take a look at us on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. Feel free to email the show any comments at 60s reboot at gmail.com that is 60sreboot at gmail.com or rate and review us at iTunes Google Play or Stitcher and please shoot us a, a email or drop us a line thank you for listening this has been Matty D and the 60s Reboot Podcast signing off